Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Red Men TV. It's the build-up show. Liverpool, Burnley, Anfield, Dyche, Nick Pope, probably, and everything in between. Um, I'm Paul Mate. I'm joined by Ben Kelly, uh, Ross Chanley, and Georgia Stevens. Join us from afar. Um, yes, uh, Ben. Let's just score a goal. Yeah, that would be Let's nice, wouldn't it? Start there yeah. and build from there. Because we all know that if whenever you need a goal, a low block Burnley side is exactly <laughs> the right type of team. <laughs> you want to come yeah. <laughs> and try, you know, and try and break down. They're exactly, the, they're, you know, they're exactly the game you want this right is, now. These are the games that Thiago really decided <laughs> yeah, he yeah, wants to yeah. come to Liverpool for. Yeah, decided he was born of the challenge of uh, being European champions and wanted to go, wanted to have a really tough, hard fought mm. battle against. He read Bailey. all about Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes and just thought, <laughs> you know what? That's exactly what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jesus definitely. No, but on a it, Thursday night, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's true. But it's, but it's right, isn't it? Is that. Um, we were having this chat in the final words and my sneaking suspicion that I'm sure there'll be people who don't who haven't read it this way uh, the same way as me but this maybe it's just my uh, glass half full red tinted glass perspective on these things I feel like we're just we're getting better <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're finding our way into form again that Thiago's getting sharper and sharper we've got a couple of other lads you know we've, 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 we've found, I thought the back four Look good against Manchester United. All things, all things told, and there are a variety of things that would were certainly improved, even though there were a lot of shortcomings. Um, Burnley is a Burnley is a. It's a very similar big test in in, mm-hmm. in that regard. As you said, it's another it's another low block side. We are at Anfield, which is a, which is a, which is a bonus. But it's a, it's a game where Liverpool are going to be tested. They know the challenge in front of them. And that challenge is you're going to be given 90 minutes to go and win a game of football. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can't pick up any time, it's not, the landscape's not going to change. It's Man United again at the weekend after that. It's Spurs to come after that. The vast majority of the games between now and the end of the season are going to be this template now because that's the most successful template you can have against Liverpool. Um we need to st- we need to figure it out, otherwise we're gonna have a, a, a tricky run into the company. Yeah, um, you know, in the preparations of Man United, I think when Klopp did his press conference he was saying, you know, we feel quite good about the weekend. We you know, we had a big meeting after Southampton and everybody sort of chipped in with their thoughts on what was going wrong and you know, now it's about going out and doing it. And we did it to an extent against Man United. I'd like us to do it a little bit more, mm-hmm. but you know, it, i think, you know, this is this is something that's clearly being worked on. We did the final word, we you know, we we've kind of 
given our two pence on on what some of the problems are. Um, but you know, again, you you you're right. This is this is another game where you're going to need players like Thiago, maybe Shakiri, who are just going to unlock things. Um, you know, and and as I say, you know, Burnley are going to be a difficult side to go up and do it against. But um, you know, in a game where the with every single game that we don't score or we don't drop points, we're going to feel a little bit more pressure. Hopefully, we hopefully we sort of rise under that, you know, and and, and it, we go out, and it means that we we find that extra gear because you know God knows that we need to do it at some point. Yeah, I, I mean, look, it, it's dead right. I, I wonder something um, in terms of approach for this one, Georgia. Because of the front three are not in form, and I think that I think you know we we've had we've had long discussions about that about and about the form in general for the team, and I, I still would contend that I think the midfield it's important to get the midfield balance right. It's important to get that you know to get it right in the, the the guys behind the guys as it were, but there is definitely something to do with you know we need one of them lads to get in form soon because i i think the one thing that's got us so far for so many for the last few years is that you can have one lad out of form at, you know worst case scenario two but you can't have you all you lads out of form and i wonder whether this is time to do go back to something we haven't really seen this this season but we did it a lot in the seasons prior to this do we just last Salah center forward for this you know and maybe maybe just you know, change things around because that was a point of again a couple of tricky spells in, in the last couple of campaigns where maybe we've looked to grind, we've been going back to grinding results out. Salah's still your main man in terms of goals, and I'm kind of surprised we've not seen him thrown a bit more centrally at times this season. Yeah, I completely agree. I think with the way that Bobby is going at the moment, it's it's again, you know. There's two options of trying to get form back. You try and, like we've been saying, you play your way back into it and you, you fall into it. But to do that, you kind of need a team around you that, that's firing on all cylinders and, and you're just the, the sole player that's a bit out of form. We've seen it for them in the past. But when the whole team as a whole is not all there, it's very hard to just play your way back into form. And sometimes you do need that break and you do need that rest to look, to reflect, to take the pressure off you, to come on as a sub, be the impact, all that sort of stuff. So in any other scenario, I would be campaigning for Jota to be the centre forward and for Bobby to take the rest. Jota isn't available. So you're then thinking, right, do we do Minamino up top? Do we do Rigi up top? Is that the change that we do? We just swap like for like and keep everything else the same? Well, no, because then, again, you're taking a risk on something that we haven't seen proven. And I, I do think that, you know, if there is ever a time, I think maybe Salah in centre-fall, stick Shakiri out on the right. I mean, give him that run of games that he is kind of having at the moment. And he's been solid so far. Like Ben said, fitness is a question, you know, 60 minutes, maybe 70. But he's been one of our most attacking players. And I, I do think maybe that, that could be an alteration that uh, maybe not likely that we'll see it, but it, it, it could be something. Yeah, I mean, there's a degree to which is in the roster. There's some stuff where you we require a little bit of a shift Tactically, there's some stuff where we probably need a little bit of a kick up the arse, etc., etc. You'd have to. We do. There's also agree with us as fans. I think we have to let go a little bit and trust. And if, if you're going to trust in anything to come good, it's Liverpool's front three. You know, 
I do, I, it, and it gets quickly forgotten because, look, I think Salah at the start of the season, up until the last few weeks, I think he's been in as good a form as he'd been in in, in a Liverpool share for a number of years. His all-round play was so good, and I'm not quite sure why that's not you know at, at the same level. You know, people are quick to look for for answers in the absence of them, and they're pointing towards you know the interview he, he did with AS and and those kind of things. And Mane hadn't been scoring loads of goals, but was in fantastic form. Then the goal, you know, and then then he starts to score the goals, and then the form dropped off. Bobby Firmino been in terrible form, form in foul form power. These lads have not become shit players. I think is the is the, is the key takeaway from all of this. Um, it will click eventually, but we need to give them the best platform to click as possible. Yeah, and they need support from you know the likes of the midfield. And this might be a game where you change it. You know, Burnley aren't aren't blessed with with pace. And there's um is it Dwight McNeil? He's, he's probably uh, you know quite fast on the wings. But you know he could feasibly put um, Nat Phillips in this. And that, that adds hands into midfield to add the support to, to the front three. And the other problem is, you know, again, you mentioned Shakiri. Is he going to be fit for this game? We don't know. Is the one eye on the Man United game on, on the following Sunday? We, we we don't know. But you know, if you're taking Bobby out or you're messing Salah around, what's that going to do to their confidence even further? We're in a position where is a sixty percent, seventy percent Bobby better than what's on the bench? Probably. So you know, you got to play him into form. You know, at some point, you know, he's just had nine days off. Dropping him isn't isn't the answer because that's not the issue. You know, it's not a question of fitness for the front three. It's just a question of ideas. Um, I know Ben joked about it before, but Burnley have conceded four goals in the past seven games defensively. They're really, they're really good. So it's a tactical yeah. switch more more than a, a personnel one for me um, of doing something different. And I've seen loads of people. Saying you know, do something different with the front three, I don't know what that is. Whether it's you know speed and transition or penetration we mentioned before, those quick one twos or giving goes in the midfield to trying to catch Burnley out. But I'm guessing they're going to set up similar to what teams have in the past couple of weeks of you know keep us keep us quiet for half an hour, forty five minutes, and then see what see what happens in the rest of the game because they're not going to come out and, and you know all guns blazing Burnley are they? You know we don't like set pieces, long balls. Crossfield balls, you know, they did it against Manchester United, and they got some good change, and they got, they got some good, um, created some good chances against Manchester United, and caused them a few issues. You know, we've got to be aware yeah. of of their threats as well. That's the thing about Burnley is that, you know we know we know Burnley at their, at their DNA. You know what to expect from them. They've been terrible this season, but they, it feels like they've turned a little bit of a corner now. They've lost the last two games, which doesn't necessarily feed into this. But they are. I watched them. I watched most of that Man United game, and they they were fine. You know, they they they, they looked very they looked very like the Burnley that I know and and largely dislike. Um, mm-hmm. It's worth pointing out, though, regardless of all of this, Ben. City whacked them, and Man United beat them. Yeah, there can be that. That's that's the most important thing in all this. If we are to have pretensions of that, we are or maintain the pretense, which is an end pretense, by the way, that Liverpool are still the top side in the country. We are champions after all. Then you've got to you've got to win games that your rivals are winning. As far as I'm concerned, hundred yeah, percent. And it's an it's a chance to improve on. It's a rare chance to improve on a fixture that we dropped points in last season. You know that's another thing as well. You yeah. know, Burnley were the only blot. On our home form last season, yeah, you know, we've got a bit of a bone to pick with them. You know, the only team that that came and got any sort of result. Um, but in the same sense, the reason that they can do that and the reason that they do cause the bigger teams problems is because uh, Sean Dice, much like Sam Allardyce, and I think Sean Hod- uh, Sean Hodgson, um, Roy Hodgson does it to some extent, is that these games are free hit for them. Mm-hmm. It's very much like you know they they know they target the games that they need to win, i.e. the teams around them, and they go, you know what, we can just pretty much go hell for leather if we lose here well you know we've not really lost anything because you know they've probably got this in their big excel spreadsheet somewhere as a 
as a loss anyway. Yeah. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go. And if we get a point out of it, then brilliant. But we're not gonna change. We're just gonna go and we're gonna we're gonna hoof long balls up. And if we get something out of the game, then superb. And that's that's what we've got to be prepared for. Yeah, definitely. And the, the thing is, in, in recent times, George, I've, 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 I don't really, I haven't feared Burnley in the same way. And that's why that result was so frustrating after restart. And again, we made a lot of like, well, you know, we we like Nico Williams and I think Kurt Jones started that down the right hand side. We were using our squad around that point of the season. Um, Again, we did more than enough to win that game. Found Nick Pope in, in, in pretty good form uh, on the day. But one thing we we've done in recent seasons, I think Klopp's learned lessons from early struggles against Burnley, and they are that you've got to go and you've got to match them physically. You've got to be prepared for a fight, and that's the one thing that you know we need to we need to know because in the last couple of games, uh, you know Southampton. And um, and Man United at the weekend, we've gone with a more creative midfield, a smaller and more creative midfield. If we're going to go with that midfield again, then them lads are going to have to be prepared because they're going to get lumps kicked out of them and they're going to have to be absolutely up for the fight. Yeah, and I agree completely with that because of we know how Burnley function. I mean, they've been in the Premier League for however long they have and we, we've Kind of, it's always been one of them games that it's going one or two ways. It's either going to be the most boring game of the season that we're watching and we're getting frustrated with, or it's a bit of a goal fest. And the fact is, I agree with the terms of the midfield, but I think they're up to the challenge. I mean, you've got Genie in there who is pretty much known for his strength and his maybe not necessarily his battling ability, but he can give it as good as he gets, and, and he's a strong player in there. We saw Thiago last night as well, kind of being a bit of a terrier in there, and he breaks up play pretty well. And I think, you know, if we would have had Fabinho in there, that is a very strong midfield that is competing against the likes of Burnley. That they'll, they'll hold their own in there. So I, I do think that our midfield is up to that challenge, and I do think that although they are the more creative, I mean, it's not our James Milner kind of Henderson partnership, but it is a strong midfield and I don't know, I, I'm I'm excited for the game on Thursday because I'm just looking forward to kind of watching and enjoying watching Liverpool and we haven't been able to kind of sit back and do that. And I think yeah. going in with it with that mindset, I, I hope, you know, we can be proved right and, and just sit Hopefully. back and watch. It stands to reason that we should, we've got to win eventually. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. law of averages suggests yeah, that definitely. we'll get at least one more between now and the end right, of the we're season. Going to, we're going to talk about a couple of the um, selection headaches for the manager after the break, of course, but we have got a trivia question to tide you over till then. Uh, is who are the two most recent Liverpool players to also play for Burnley? Uh, we've got, if you like gaming and you like uh, Liverpool Football Club, we've got you covered with some wonderful gaming-inspired Liverpool merch as well. Have a look at this. Welcome back. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ah, yes, head over to the Redmen TV merch store to get involved with some of that stuff and have a little nosy around at some boss Liverpool-related goodies. Uh, yeah, the question was, who are the two most recent Liverpool players to also play for Burnley, Ben Kelly? Danny Ings. Danny Ings? Um, oh, no, I don't know. Anyone, Anyone else? else? Anyone to, have a, to have a Crouch or Warnock, I'm going to go Crouch. It I feel like it's somebody more recent than that. Someone more recent than that. Oh, I don't Is know. it someone like Stuart Downing? Da, 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 da. John Flanagan. Oh. <laughs> um, it's John oh. Flanagan. Um, unlucky. If you got that, what I hope. What did the Muppets theme tune have to do with that? John Flanagan. Oh, really? Is that a thing? It was a thing. Um, anyway. Tell I'm not well travelled, otherwise. <laughs> John Flanagan. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, right, yes, um, Ben. Um, I, I mentioned selection headaches, and this is where we're at right now uh, with Liverpool and squad management and what have you. As far as I'm concerned, if... And this is two, this is a two-part thing, I guess. If we're not going to buy another centre-half, then for me, I think we've just got to bite the bullet and say Jordan Henderson's not playing in midfield unless Joel Matip's fit. Now, Joel Matip might be fit, and we'll come on to that. So it becomes a question of, do you just play Henderson and Fabinho at the back again? Because, again, the midfield, there's players in the midfield who need minutes if they're going to get sharp. We're going to have to play some lads into into as, as close thing as form as possible. And then the second part, when you bring Matip into the conversation, is, is Joel Matip going to come in having not played for a month or whatever it is at this point? And play Burnley, Man United, and therefore, do you keep him? Do you get him ready for Sunday for the FA Cup at the risk of dropping points in the league? No, I I don't think he plays Sunday. I think if he, I think we know he was close yesterday. Don't know how close he was. Obviously, he wasn't in the squad at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that is maybe that does feed into the fact that maybe he's prepping him for for Thursday. You know, I said this on Twitter in the week. And I've said this on a show before. You have to, you just have to target games with Matip now. You want to, you what Klopp's got to do is he's got to go. Well, I want him fit for Tottenham and then work backwards. Yeah. And he's got to look at the best way of getting him fit for Tottenham and, and getting him match sharp for Tottenham. Now, the benefit with Matip, I think, is that he doesn't necessarily need games to get himself into form whenever he's out. Mm-hmm. He just kind of slots back in and does his job, and that's great. Um, so, for me, there's well, there's two ways of looking at it. Yeah, you're right. The Henderson thing, 
you know, I, I prefer him to be in midfield. Obviously, we all would. So you can either play Matip on Thursday if he's fit and leave him out Sunday. Or for me, I still think Nat Phillips is a good option for this game. Nat Phillips, he lacks a bit of, he lacks a little bit of pace, but he doesn't get bullied. Mm-hmm. And and that's what that's what Burnley will try and do to you. Nat Phillips wins seventy percent of his aerial duels, mm-hmm. and that's the type that's the type of thing that you're going to want from a centre back in this yeah. type of game. So I think maybe the other option is you give Matip an extra few days, you play Nat Phillips here, you maybe have Matip on the bench, and then Matip's minutes do come in the cup on Sunday. I think that's the that's the other option for me. I try and avoid playing Henderson at centre back in both games. To be honest, yeah, it, I mean the, the the problem with all of this, George is of course because I did the Nat Phillips one based on what we knew up until the new year that this had this game had Nat Phillips written all over it and it might yet do but I just wonder whether what's the what's the point and I get the, the point is you get Jordan Henderson back in midfield so that's actually a pretty strong point but <laughs> what I mean by this is we need some stability I think and I wonder whether, you know, it's it's all well and good chopping and changing, but I do think that's having a damaging if, uh, impact on everything else that we're doing. And I wonder whether there's a point where, like I say, do you do you just say, I'm sorry, Jordan, you're doing a job for the rest of the, for, for an extended period here? Because if, if that's the case, Jordan Henderson needs to play centre-half to learn how to play centre-half. I tend to agree with you. I think with Nat Phillips, it's two things. You're either going to get drawn into a dogfight, which you kind of want in some games, like, you know, Man United, a crunching challenge or something kind of like Carragher style. But with Burnley, I don't think we can afford to do that. I think we need to stick to playing the type of football that we've seen Liverpool play with like Van Dijk and Gomez. And at the end of the day, Henderson is going to have to play there at some point. And it's better to let him learn that role and embed into that partnership. there's a thing with the Nat Phillips stuff, Georgie, where I like I, I think he's spot on with that. And I, I think he's fine to drop in. I think if you need a break a break glass solution where you've got one game of football out the cold, you can throw a centre half in. I think there's no problem with Nat Phillips going into them games. But you're right. What you watch how he plays and how he defends, and he does all the things that we recognise as good defending things. He heads it away and he tackles and he, he boots it or boots the danger and all that kind of stuff. But you're right. I think that has a, I think that has a knock on impact of, of 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 upsetting the base for how we build and how we how we play football. And also, so if you're playing a game like Burnley on paper, I think it does suit him. But I think we need to be the best versions of ourselves, which is what look. This is why Jordan Henderson's playing games of football at centre half is because he, Jurgen Klopp quite clearly feels that whether it's pace or whether it's culture or whether it's experience that we are better off using other lads in midfield and than, than using the, the young lads at, at centre-half. And it's that thing of, in isolation, fine, because you can make you can make things work in one game, but I don't think either of those young options suits us as a regular centre-half partner because all of a sudden that means you are fundamentally changing your style of football. Completely, and I think also we, we've... We've actually got the bodies to do that in midfield with the rotation. We've got maybe two midfield threes that we can swap and change in there. And we have the ability, depending on what little styles and formations and partnerships that we play in there, to completely change the style of football that we're playing in a way that's good for us. Whereas if we change a centre-back, we have to change the way we're playing. It, it, it's not a choice. It's just we have to. Reese Williams plays a certain way. He's quick and behind. Is he the best on the ball? Don't know. 
Nat Phillips plays a certain way could potentially draw the whole team into a bit of a battle. Now Henderson, you at least know how he plays in relation to the rest of the team. And you have the ability, he has the ability to recognise the style we're playing, the tempo, all little things like that. And yet defensively, he's not a centre-back. So defensively, he's not great. But you look at Fabinho and the, and the way that he's slotted in there, there is potential that he can do a job in there. The fact is, he will have to. But I would much rather swap and change and rotate a midfield three than constantly chop and change our centre-back partnership and just have to deal with it. Yeah, and that's it, isn't it, Ross? I mean, we talk about the Burnley stuff. You've got to be your best version of yourself. And when Liverpool are the best versions of themselves, I say they are physically, you know, physically strong. They're committed to everything, but then the class shows through on top. If we give up that, if we give up any element of that class, I think you play into Burnley's hands. You know, they they living, they they are living for us, hacking things into touch. They they live for set pieces. They live for moments of uncertainty at the back. That's what they love to capitalise on. And look, maybe there's a case that they might maybe can they create a few more of them with Henderson at centre half? Maybe. But I think the things that that offers us in a ball retention and a, and, and again a, a building attack and play thing, I think on the balance of things, it probably suits us better. Possibly, um, but we've just done a final word show where we all said that we missed Jordan Anderson midfield, yet we'd all start him in defence for this game. So what is the yeah. best version of ourselves at this point? I, 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 I think you'll find I was pitching Matt Phillips, so uh, <laughs> don't, 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 don't drag me into that. Thank you very much. Okay. Oh, two of you then. But then, you know, I, I, if Matt Phillips and, and Reese Williams can't play this game, they can't play Manchester United games, what is the game for them, guys? And I know that's, that's not their fault, but what's the point of having them there if you're not going to use them at, at some mm-hmm. point in the league? Now, I... I I disagree on, on chopping and changing the midfield. I'd, I'd rather have Henson in there, to be honest, at this point. It's have a Matip on that Phillips at centre-half and made Henson midfield. The defence isn't, isn't an issue, no matter who we put in there of recent weeks. Fabinho's in there. His record at centre-half is, is phenomenal, no matter who's got up next to him. It's creating goals and scoring goals, which is the issue, which we've all just said for an hour, is, is Jordan Henson. That's what that's what we're missing from there. And you're right, it's a, it's a long-term answer to this. You know, I'm talking about this in isolation, Henson midfield. What is a long-term issue? Well, you have a buy centre half, or you get Joe Matic fit. <laughs> Neither of those yeah. two options are looking very likely at the minute. So, so what? What do you do? But you know, yeah. It, it's yeah, you know, you probably chuck Curtis Jones in there for a start in midfield. If you're going to chop and change in midfield, I think, or James Milner as, as George, except for that that physicality side of, of that. I don't think there'll be one eye in the Man United game right now. And my mind's not on that. I'd rather have three points on the board than worry about Sunday. I agree. I completely agree on that. I think the Man United game is a bit of a sideshow and it's an unwanted one right now is that I totally, totally, totally agree on that. Like, for example, if you've got a choice and and it'd be nice just to have the choice first and foremost because we might not have Matip available at all. Matip goes in for this all day long for me and if he's able to go again for Man United, wonderful. If he's not, then get him wrapped up and get him ready for Tottenham Hotspur. Mm. Sound. But it, it, the three points are far too important. I know on paper it's like it's Burnley and it's Man United but it's it's the Premier League and it's the FA Cup. The FA Cup only t- is, is a is the a, it's a tertiary tournament. You know, it, it is the third most important tournament was this, this season without a shadow of a doubt. We've got to get back to winning ways in the Premier League. We saw it, like you know, I know, I know we played a team of kids, but it, it, it didn't matter. Us, us winning a game, winning a game last week didn't matter because it's an FA Cup game. It doesn't doesn't help you towards your, your major goals for the season. So, no, I, like I say, I do, I do agree with that. It just boils down to the thing of, of what's, I just. 
just a world where Mabata and Phillips just booting things out for throw-ins constantly. I just, I, f- I fear for how that upsets the apple cart of everything we're trying to do at the moment. But again, I say it's short blanket syndrome because we could do with Henderson's height in midfield, to be mm. honest, for this game. We could, uh, we could do with Fabinho's height in midfield. We could do with a lot of things. Life's a shit house, unfortunately, and we're going to have to find a way to make it work to the, to the best of our ability. But I don't think there is any doubt in this, Ben, further to what I'm saying there. What do you? We'll 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 pick up the pieces of what, who's left, who's available, and what what the, what the world looks like at full time from this game. This has to be our absolute focus because you can't go five games without a win in the league. Yeah, hundred percent, and that and that's exactly what it is. And now, to be fair, you know our record against Burnley under Klopp's quite good. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we we we've never lost at home to them. We we you know, we, we I think we've only lost once to them away at the beginning of the sixteen seventeen. So, you know, Burnley. I think we do have a bit of a. There's a bit of a stigma about Burnley that, that you know that they're a sticking point and uh, I don't know maybe a bit of a bogey team but I, I, that's a little. We bit haven't of, lost to them at Anfield since 1974. Right, yeah. So, so but I think you know the the persona that they have and that you know they are capable of getting results against you know bigger teams than them. Uh, they're a little bit plucky in that sense. I think you know it's. It isn't the ideal fixture right now. I think ideally we'd want to go up against somebody who might try and match us a little bit more, which will allow us to play our game. Mm-hmm. Um, but Liverpool last season found a way all the time, every yep. single game, and that's what it's about. That's what Man United are doing right now, and that's why they're top of the league. They're finding a way to win games. We need to get back into that mentality because that is what will keep us in the hunt for the league later on in the 100%. season. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, some of the interesting games going on here in the midweeks, um, Leicester versus Chelsea's Tuesday. Man City Villa finally uh, will take place on Wednesday Fulham United as well on that day uh, it's just a shame isn't it Georgia that City Villa game I really re- hoping that would drop in at some point when Villa were you know absolutely firing on all cylinders and look it's, it's again it's relatively fine but it's going to be interesting to see what kind of condition and what kind of shape that team in because the moment Man City look irresistible and it would be a foolish person who was the better against Man City in that game completely I, I think it happens and it's the weird way that the league is going at the moment I mean we saw it very brief at the start the form that Everton were in then it was quickly followed by the form that Villa were in and then a little spell that Wolves were doing really but like there's, it seems to be for the first time in a while these quote unquote smaller teams are all having a good run like a good spell of form against big teams and for us I think it was just hoping that the form that Villa Headed to kind of Anfield and the the Villa, you know, the, the taunt us. The the form that they they had was would be carried over in, into against Man City, and it doesn't look like that's going to happen. That being said, you know what we've just said about the smaller teams. Who's to say that that another smaller team doesn't pick up a running form and 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 kick it off against City or pick mm-hmm. up points against them? You know, anything can really happen, and it may be wishful thinking in the form that City are in at the moment, but. I do think that there could be a smaller team along the line on City's fixture list that we're not even considering that that could trip them up. Well, it's that. I mean, I just maybe less so because I, I think that'll be a hell of a game, Ross City Villa, without a doubt. And if Villa, if Villa perform the way they have performed at times, they've certainly got what it's, they're certainly more than capable of giving yeah, City a bloody nose. The Fulham United ones mad because Fulham are just a weird team. They're obviously a bit crap, but they also have this ability to kind of turn up and again give the give some of the big boys bloody noses, as we saw ourselves. It would be very typical of a team in where, where United are in their kind of like in their in their process 
success, I guess, for Fulham to be a team that undoes them given the the the, the riding high at the minute. Yeah, uh, just on the City thing, I think they've got an advantage over most teams in that they've struck a consistent centre back partnership in John Stones and, and Diaz. They've changed the the, four, um, the tactics slightly and gone like you know they prepared defensively for the teams as we saw when we played them. But they've got goals from other other places. You know, their midfield as midfielders are scoring goals, so they might not have Aguero, but you know the fan in the back of the net on countless occasions. Fulham is a bad one because they had a really good game against Spurs and they were, I thought they were decent against Chelsea as well. And I did not have got a man sent off. You know, you could argue that they could have potentially won that game as well. And obviously they had a good result against us as well. Just how my United's mentality in that game, whether they see that as a, you know, it's not Liverpool, we don't have to get up for it. It's a three points potentially already, already in the bag. Um, but Fulham, you know, they're not picking up results, but they're picking up performances, which is what which is what they want at this point in time. You know, there's teams around that are all still dropping points while they're getting one or two. Um, you know, I think unfortunately Sheffield United are just constantly losing, which gives them must give them some sort of confidence. But you know, Fulham are going to fancy the chances there. Mm, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be interesting regardless. But ultimately, Liverpool just need to get the business done themselves. Uh, speaking of which, score prediction, Ben, what do you think? I think we're going to win one nil, and it's going to be a hundred horrible <laughs> ninety minutes. To be honest, <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be one nil or five nil. No, what do you reckon, Ross? Yeah, one nil. I'm not sure whether that's what I think it'll be, or that's what I'll just fucking take at this point. Just, 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 just score a goal. Let me celebrate. Yeah. Let me celebrate a goal. It's not in the FA Cup against children. Please. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Georgia? I'm going to be positive. I'm going to go 3 1. I, I, think, we, I think we could do it. I, I do think now's the chance. Now's the game. Yeah, I'll take I'll take a seven nil. That'll be fine. Um, <laughs> just to get us, yeah, just get back yeah. on the horse. But then we'll go, that's easy. What we're doing, we score our yeah. goals and then go on a yeah, barren run, and then and then they'll come again and don't they'll score yeah. for a while. Yeah, that'd be absolutely fine. No, I I'll take three 0 to Liverpool. I, I think we should have. I think I, again, my, my overriding feeling is that I think we've been we're building our way back into something a little bit better than we than we than we have been with this team, and this should be we should be capable. But look, at this point, I would take another Ragnar Klaver style last minute uh, where just to make us all feel some emotion that'd be great and positive emotion feeling please Liverpool that'd be lovely uh, let us know your predictions uh, in the comments section underneath make sure you drop a like on the video on YouTube as well and leave a five star review if you're listening on podcasting services um, don't forget to check out all the merchandise that we've got going right now some amazing stuff to celebrate our 10 year anniversary of being on YouTube uh, yes thank you guys thank you so much we'll be back with a commentary watch along for that 15 minutes before kickoff on Thursday night do tune in. Other than that, we'll see you soon. Ta-da. Thank you so much for watching the Redmen TV YouTube channel. Everything we do here is funded by our wonderful subscribers to theredmentv.com. Get over there, sign up, and get amazing additional content, interviews, documentaries, mini series, and of course, additional pre and post match day content. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.